Hey guys, Beer Sucks is teaming up with James from The Crafty Pint. We're hosting a live podcast at Caboose. Live! Go live! Apparently it's live. We're setting up in Caboose. We're taking it over and we're getting down three of WA's best brewers, Spesh from Nail Brewing, our favourite Hamish from Rocky Ridge, and Jackson or maybe Brody, who knows, one of them will show up, from Indian Ocean Brewing are all coming down. We're doing a live podcast. There's beers from each brewery. I've heard Dirty Bitch is going to be there, so mark that shit down on your calendars. Uh, Come down. It's cheap. It's sick. There'll be some good banter, some even better beers. 12th of July, 6.30 p.m. Be there or be square. Just remember, it's live. Live! This episode was brought to you by Celebrations Celebrations at Carlisle. Carlisle, One of Australia's leading craft beer bottle shops. Retailers, retailers. Retailers, craft. They do craft. Um, Lots of it. Stuff you can't get anywhere in Oz. Where can you get it? Celebrations of Carlisle. Ah! They've also got beer sticks. I buy them all the time. Now, if you mention our name, you'll get 15% off a mixed six-pack. How sweet! That's Beer Sucks, 15% off. Craft. Mixed six-pack. Number two, Wright Street. Celebrations of Carlisle. They've also got takeaway pint bottles from their 11 times. When can I talk? Shut up. No. Hi, I'm Hamish. Usually this is where I come onto the podcast to talk about a new beer coming up, but right now I have something more pressing to talk about. I seem to have lost a papa. There seems to be a dirty bitch that's being released out into town and I'm trying to find her now. She seems to be a 12.5%. I wouldn't even, I'm not sure what kind of dog she is, but she's just covered in shit. If anybody has seen this dirty bitch, please, please buy all of it and bring it to my house because you should not have it because it's damn delicious. Rocky Ridge Dirty Bitch. guys and welcome back to another episode of Beer Sucks. I'm Brendan and tonight we've got, as usual, Timmy Trumpet. Hey, that's my trumpet. Yep, that was real cool. <laughs> yep. I'm glad I was recording that. Uh, <laughs> Man, if only we actually did proper editing because that would be the first thing we'd fucking cut out of here. What do you mean? Do like an auto-tune song out of it? Yeah, Timmy Trumpet. Oh, right, fun fact, I actually played trumpet for like... Four years. Hey, so. me too, man. That's I would have thought somebody who played trumpet for four years could have done a better job, but with it, with not a me. real trumpet. Come no. on, mate. <laughs> have you like with no trumpet? All it sounds Get like out is. Of here. <laughs> We're really good at blowing raspberries. I hope you guys use the it. same microphones every week. Oh, we yeah, and your guests don't have yeah. to use the ones you've just spat no, on. No, that's actually a freshy a freshy cover. Yeah. Oh, and guys, see, ours all it. have stickers. Yeah. yeah. Because Lesky has deep throated a mic before, and that's when we decided we need to. Oh stick my gosh! Them. Do you cut this bit out? No, no, no. <laughs> no we're good. Uh, <laughs> and as usual, the one who normally makes the most embarrassing comments, Lesky. Hi. Uh, yeah, I don't even know how to fucking <laughs> how to yeah, respond to that. Don't bother. And tonight we have on uh, Colonial Brewing WA ambassador and also WA state coordinator for Pink Boots, uh, Margaret. Hello, hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, man. We're stoked to have you on. It's great to be here. Let's get into it. I mean, it's super awkward as well, yeah. but that's, that's how we like it. I think it. we'll Don't get worry. more comfortable. You'll yeah. definitely get more Tim, comfortable. Tim, turn around. Because yeah. <laughs> that helps. Yeah. 
I don't know if anyone out there has actually seen Tim's face before, but it is super unnerving, even at the best of times. So I'm an unnerving individual. It's true. Um, I put the best of people on the spot and make them forget what they're about to say. Even you just holding the microphone stand up off the table in your hand is just really, really weird. Yeah. Riveting stuff right here. <laughs> oh, man. Super, super riveting. All right. Let's ju- uh, jump straight into some beer shit. <laughs> beer shit. <laughs> yeah. They are our special effects. Welcome. Yeah. We can't afford damn fancy button machines. <laughs> Although, if we could afford a fancy button machine that would be amazing no i'm sure you just record it and then just keep pressing the button well yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty much we yeah. waste a lot of time all right so <laughs> jumping into the first segment of beer shit this week uh north london's own Beavertown brewery has sold a minority stake off to heineken which has caused a bit of an uproar in uh on the interwebs and within the local scene over in in the uk with People like Brewdog and Cloudwater pretty much turning the back on them now afterwards. So, I don't know if you guys had had heard about this recently. Uh, Yeah, of course. Um, There's been a whole bunch of shit online about it. Um, Socials have blown up about it. And about not just the fact that they've sold out. And again, we see another quite large sellout. But how minority is a minority stake at 40 million pounds? So, apparently, according to uh, another online journal, they'd stated that this was going to be very similar to Heineken's last takeover of Brixton Brewery, which was another minority stake, but actually went at 49% of the actual company itself. So, what happened within that was the funding they were getting from that 49% was being put into a new production facility, which is exactly what's going to be happening here with uh, Beavertown. So, so I guess it still is a minority stake then. If they're only taking 49%, they don't have the voting control no. to overturn things. But mm. having a minority at 49% is not the sort of thing that you think of when you hear minority. Well, I think that's the most palatable way to sell it to the neckbeards, isn't it? It's only yeah, a minority. Yeah. We bought a wee nibbins <laughs> at but 40 million pounds. But we're not the key pounds. decision makers, though, because we only no. own 49. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's all. But that's Heineken all. owns 49%. What, are the, what is the other 51%? Make up. You know? is it in my mind, orders? I'm thinking it's it's John Bonham. And, uh, well, maybe <laughs> maybe Jason Bonham nowadays. Robert Plant, Jimmy Page. It's going to be the whole gang back together. Which you should probably Plus explain because I don't think yeah. most people would know that. Yeah, apologies. I just went too far then. So um, <laughs> for those that don't know, the founding member and CEO of Beavertown is actually, uh, I had his name here and I remembered it and I fucking forgot. Uh, dear... That guy. Uh, Logan Plant. I was going to say Robert Plant's son. Robert, I was going to say Robert Plant's son, but Logan Plant. So, And who is Robert Plant? How Don't dare I? you. <laughs> so Robert Plant is, yeah, was the ex-lead singer of Led Zeppelin. I can't believe you asked that question. Are we inserting right here like a stairway to heaven? No, we'll get Tim to do a little like a snippet later. Oh, guitar solo. Well, to be fair, Lesky's the one that normally sings, so. That is true. Yeah, I need to to keep that down. My dad had a very proud father-son moment. My brother would have been about three years old. And in the garden shed, my brother picks up a tennis racket, holds it behind his head and plays just like he does on stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dad was like, his kid's three and he's never seen him on TV. Like, this is just insane. 
And Dad's like, like, oh, I'm just trying to scratch an itch on the back of my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We used to sing in the car, like on road trips, we'd be like, whole lot of love. Like three kids in the backstage. <laughs> As an adult, I still do it. Yeah. Oh, man, Are you that a musical awesome. family? No, but Led Zeppelin was a big, big one for us. Dad's a huge fan. I think everyone's dad from say, this yeah, age yeah. is just everyone is a humongous Led Zepp fan. So that's why I didn't you look grow back. up with any Australian rock though. Like I learned about like um, like Jimmy Barnes and Midnight Oil as an adult when they were touring, going with friends. I was like, oh yeah, in the nightclub and like got my first real six string. Like the lights were coming on in the nightclub. That's how I learned that song. It wasn't through <laughs> my dad. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Oh, dude, the one thing that just kills that entire generation, like the music's so good, but then you see just every single person's trying to dress exactly like Robert Plant and you're like, stop trying to smuggle whatever you're smuggling in those pants. Yeah. That is just <laughs> fucking vulgar. A pair of gym socks normally, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. oh. So his son started a brewery. Yeah, his son yep. started the brewery. So um, Apparently pretty well. Yeah, yes. they've done some sick beers, man. I was a big fa- uh, fan of Black Betty, their Black IPA. That's the one. Uh, and their Blood Orange IPA, I think, came over here for a little while. That mm. was real good as well. So we'd um, had Snake Oil, we'd had Gamma Ray, we'd yeah. had an absolute, you know, a shit ton of them a whole being brought over via um, uh, Experience over in, uh, in Melbourne. But... Uh, we'll see how that continues to move on now that the sale's gone through. So well, I, I think Cloudwater were pretty vocal in uh, pulling out of the uh, Beavertown extravaganza. Yeah, so yeah. the big thing about Beavertown extravaganza is after it finished last year, they'd started selling tickets for this year. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there who have planned trips. They've, you know, they've, they've you know, like driving up, they're flying in, they've got accommodation to go and actually, you know, see a lot of these breweries and now... One of the largest breweries there, or one of the ones that pretty much anyone would want to go and see, Cloudwater, have pulled mm. the pin and have come out and have just they've uh, they've laid out some pretty horrid shit on on their online blog regarding why they believe that the sale to Heineken goes against their values as an independent brewer. Um, I won't go too far into it, but once this comes out, we'll we'll upload uh, a link to that to our Facebook page because it's some pretty damning shit. They wow. did put up some pretty heck of shit. Um, and I guess my question to that would be, should Cloudwater have put the experience of their customers first uh, rather than their beliefs of not dealing with Heineken, considering it is such a new sale? Um, mm. You know, the end result to customers is largely going to be the same, especially at this point in time. Well, the one thing that you look, look at it from their point of view, the result of the sale is new, but we all know that business decisions don't happen overnight. Yeah, like this has been going on for a long time. So yeah, of course. they'd actually signed a a deal with uh, Tottenham Hotspur, the Premier League team, to actually open a microbrewery and taproom on site at White Hart Lane. But wow. the, one, the one thing that people didn't understand was that Heineken was actually their major beer sponsor. So and getting that deal done and getting and that's pretty much got that deal over the line, and then the rest of it's followed from there. So. This has been happening for a long time, so they've looked at it as like a breach of trust at the same time. Look, and I think at least in Cloudwater's defence of pulling out of that extravaganza, uh, not that they need one, they've justified their reasons, uh, but they're looking to put on something for 
punters who have bought tickets. Exactly. They're trying to make sure that people that are going to be there at that time will be able to get... Are still going to get you know, that cloud water experience. They're going to get experience. their cloud water experience and whatnot. They're also going to be at another festival. What are they using with the uh, with the money? I think that's generally what people uh, would be looking to ask. Yes. So we touched on that a little bit earlier. So Beavertown are actually going to be opening up a another facility out in... Uh, out Tottenham. in Tottenham called Beaver World. So this is going to be a, a brewing facility that's 10 times their current capacity, plus it's also going to create another 150 jobs for the area. So, I imagine this place to be a little bit like a, um, a Disneyland for beer. And if it's not, then uh, I say money I th- wasted. I think you have a very active imagination. and yes. And all the characters are beavers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'd go there. That, that, that does sound good, actually. I'm on board now, Tim. You've convinced me. You've watched far too much Angry Beavers on ABC. To Beaver back Town. In the day. Yeah, yeah. We're going yeah. to Beaver Town. Well, I mean, Heineken, Massive World Corporation, Duff Beer, Duff World. Honey, we're going to Beaver World. Do you be like, no, we're fucking not. <laughs> I am. Okay. I think you'd get slapped before yeah. you said <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Or, okay, as is how I would imagine that conversation to go. They're generally the two options. Yes, Tim. Oh, Tim. Uh, Look, another thing that's been happening out in the world of beer lately is a bit of a CO2 shortage over in Europe. So they've had some scheduled maintenance with a couple of their plants and then a couple of other plants have gone offline um, that need to be repaired all at the same time. And basically what this has meant is there's only one plant for all of Europe producing CO2 at the moment. And the worst part about this is is that there is uh, a rampant amount of English and Australian and Irish tourists all, like, there all for descended the World Cup. upon Russia, <laughs> just necking pint after pint. Have you seen like the Australians starting the, the beer snake tradition over in, uh, in Russia? So they're stacking no. up the <laughs> plastic cups over there. <laughs> game one, game one, kicked out. It was like 1,000 cups long. You just spent... So much money flying all the way across into fucking Russia to get, get kicked, kicked out, out of the first Australian game, and you haven't even set off a firework yeah. yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought the uh, those risks for soccer were a lot bigger. Like, there's riots, it's fireworks, there's deaths, not plastic. There's a snake cup snake. Cups. Yeah, get him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, w- look, what this means is it's actually started to have a bit of an impact on the industry, um, and not just beer, but we all know. Carbon dioxide is super important for beer. Um, uh, a food reseller um, has started to restrict customers to 10 cases of beer um, and five of cider. Um, I mean, who's buying more than 10 cartons of beer? In oh, no, this show? is like a distributor selling a to... Distribution? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Sorry, I didn't say that. Um, yeah, which is pretty crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, that affects so many people. Yeah. yeah. Domino Look, effect. Yeah, yeah, which is huge. Um, UK's largest pub, Weatherspoons, um, said they've already had to pull some. Heineken's warned um, punters to expect major, major shortages of Amstel and John Smith brands. Which is not affecting really anybody. Oh, like <laughs> yeah. not, not a total disaster. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, especially not people that listen to this podcast. Mate, John Smith has a sniff of CO2 in it anyway, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that pours flat as a fucking tack. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Who knows why it's affecting that. Um, and... Look, another big one, Coca-Cola has said it's temporarily paused some of its productions due to the shortage. So now, the only country in the U- in the Europe nations that wouldn't be affected would be Scotland because they are the only consumers 
of Iron Brew not affected. Iron Brew. Yeah, fuck Iron Brew. The one thing that we really need to focus on is that Coca-Cola is now affected. And well, if, if I was going to bring this up for you. If yep. this means that I am not able to get the fucking King Fizzy of Fizzy on a Sunday morning with a bag of pretzels, I will fucking petition. Well, luckily, uh, our good friend Brendan over at Three Ravens has made a King of Fizzy beer. So that's... I can't wait to just douse myself in that <laughs> on the couch, on my Shea Lounge. <laughs> I'll park up watching some horrible tea. Oh, I do. I actually do have. uh, I have an admission to make. I have. uh, Why do you look at me? I don't know how to say this, (laughs) but I've become addicted to that TV show called "A Hundred Percent Hotter." I haven't seen it. (laughs) I've I've not heard of it. Andy Andy started watching it the other day. Man, the dude on there looks like the cowardly lion from fucking um, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, he's got these. Yeah. He looks like the lion. It's crazy. And there's like three people who are supposed to be like these like hot people, like transfer their beauty tips onto a tragic, but they are tragic. There's a chick who wears glasses with no glasses in them. Yes. She she wears just the frames. Yeah. And not that I've seen (laughs) the episode, but I was like, what's the deal with this chick? And Andrew was like, oh yeah, she needs them to see. She, She said it in like episode two. Anyway, yeah, I hate that shit. I hate I to digress, but I felt like I needed to get that off my chest because it's it's terrible. It does it really not sound good. I'm not going to lie; bad. it sounds terrible. Um, did perhaps... you see the one with the girl with the pink? Yep. <laughs> 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 I got caught watching that by Bonnie, and I, I wanted to shrivel you. back into myself. Shivel back into your shell, you snail man. I oh, know. Look, perhaps a little bit more related to beer at the moment. Brewcon is happening right now in it Sydney. Is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is the sixth annual Brewcon, uh, which is the Australian Brewers Conference and Trade Expo uh, being held in Sydney. Um, it runs from the 26th to the 28th of June. Um, presented by the Independent Brewers Association. The conference exists to build excellent and best practice. So basically, this is an expo for for beer producers. Um, so many of our counterparts are over there at the moment. Yep. Um, which is terrific, you know, for, for anyone who works in any other industry, you go to a trade show for your industry. This is our own trade show. So many new techniques and technologies are going to be on show there. You know, new um, hop varieties, malting plants, whatever you could think of with beer, it's probably going to be there. Um, so that will run for, yeah, three days. Um, at the end of it, which is tomorrow, which will be Thursday the 28th, is actually the Indie Awards. So the Indie Awards um, is run by the Independent Brewers Association and anyone in Australia or internationally who currently distributes their beer and that specific beer can be entered into the independent brewers association uh into the indie awards so that will be announced tomorrow so very exciting for many many breweries out there and and as i said that is specifically only for independent brewers so unlike the abra awards in which many people can enter you know you've got han who enters super dry and sometimes metals um Mm. they can't do that yeah and i think in the past it was the the CBIA Awards or CBI mm. yep, Awards. Correct. Yes. Uh, and we've had some pretty awesome beers win that. I know the Mountain Goat Barrel Aged Barley Wine won one. Little Dove uh, from Gage Roads won one. 
uh, which is cool. I think these are pretty exciting beers rather than wheat beers running two years in a row at a certain odds that I will not mention. Again, wh- why is there still a panel of... <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's move on. Um, I haven't been. Have you been to Brucon? Uh, Mugs. I have. Um, I think what's also important to mention about the BrewCon is that it's not only for the brewers or production side of our industry as well. Um, there are a lot of sales and marketing uh, seminars there to attend as well. So it kind of gets split into two sections throughout the day. So uh, plan A is all of your, your hops and production and uh, technical items and the and I guess problem solving and, and those types of things and then the other side is all kind of the fancy fluffy stuff um, the pretty stuff the, the marketing um, so many amazing people that go along to this to share their experiences but have also worked with um, like brands within our industry but also the same kind of audience outside of our industry which makes you think a little bit differently really exciting Awesome. I actually didn't realize that. I, I assumed it was mm. way more like hardware and the, uh, brewery the, the side of stuff. The expo side of things is definitely, it's a trade expo yeah, for yeah, yeah. everything beer. Um, but the the marketing side is really informative. There were um, a lot of sales platforms there. I think last year we had um, Carwin Sellers share some information on like scan data versus the the corporates like your Dan Murphy stores to show how strong independents are with craft beer yeah, and wow. then show the difference between like your your corporates as well. So really insightful stuff. I was going to say that's really unique to get a prominent um, independent store to share that sort of information because, you know, we've got obviously Dan Murphy's uh, who co-sponsor Gab's. Um, yes. Uh, which is obviously not an independent and they have access to a world of data. You've got BWS specifically in, in WA that are really stepping up their craft game. Um, they are. You know, and First Choice and uh, and the Coles, other brands are, are coming on board to try and look at that as well because they know that they're missing out on sales. Definitely. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, I think – do you think Dan Murphy's are there because they – that audience that attends Good Beer Week and Gabs are people that they want to engage with. Well, you look at some of the um, the way that the votes have gone within mm. the Hottest 100 for a couple of yeah. years past, yep. and a lot of that is marketed. You know, the top the top ten is pretty much predominantly brands that are run through Dan's. Look, I mean, or high volume, high brands. high yeah, volume, yeah, yeah. national yeah. distribution. And generally, as well. generally they're not the well. I say generally, but. They haven't always been the number one or number two position, yep. um, but you'll definitely find like unusual brands in that top twenty position. I think Dan Murphy holds a stronger, stronger foothold over in the eastern states than it does here. That's obviously where they originated from, um, and they've slowly made their way over here. Mm. Uh, I know, like even up until uh, well three or four years ago, I was asking like locals in the area, local bottle shops, hey. Um, I'm really looking for some craft beer. I was staying in the CBD. Where can I find some? And they're like, oh, go to Dan Murphy's. I'm like, well, you're an independent bottle shop. Like, you should be trying to get this stuff. Yeah. And it was just a totally different mindset over there. Um, but, yeah, so um, Indie Beer Awards on tomorrow. <laughs> Good segue, Tim. <laughs> Which is exciting. I'm super keen to see what comes out from this. But... Um, beyond the Indie Beer Awards and the reason why you went over to BrewCon last mm. year, 
was because you were the recipient of a neat little uh, sponsorship. Is that right? I oh. was, yes. So the Pink Boot Society uh, put out uh, an open application for anyone that was a member of Pink Boot Society. So for those of you who don't know what Pink Boots is, uh, we are a non-for-profit organization that raise uh, money to raise awareness to support women within the beer industry. So um, you don't have to be a brewer. Um, it's pretty awesome right now in WA. We do have quite a handful of brewers, which is really awesome to see with the females. We've also got a couple of girls that work in the lab for some quite large brewers, which is really cool. Um, but it's about uh, just raising that awareness of our community, I guess, within the industry. It's quite a male-dominated industry. I don't have to tell you guys that. Um, so it's somewhere where we can all kind of get together and have a chat about beers and or, or not beer stuff. Um, we did a, a brew for the International Women's Collab Brew Day, which was really fun. Uh, little Creatures hosted us down there in their sandpit. But yeah, so they offer out a scholarship uh, once a year to attend BrewCon, to go and attend some of these seminars and mingle with um, other Pink Boots people from around Australia or just other people in the industry and take it all in. So I was one of the recipients last year and I got to go to Adelaide, which was pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and this is how I found out that um, BrewCon wasn't just about the parts and the processes and the hops and the malts and all the technical side of things because I sat in a lot of those marketing and sales pitches and learnt um, quite, a, quite a lot that in my role at Colonial, um, being more than just a sales rep, mm. has helped me to think a little bit differently. Yeah, that would have been that would have been worth it. Even even just to go there and pay your entire way to go there and sit there for that would have been incredible. Yeah, absolutely. They and they do they look after your flights, your accommodation, yeah. your tickets. You get a get to go along to some of the mingling events as well. So there's a couple of networking events. There's kind of something on every night. I know it's only three days, but it's it's really jam packed. And yeah. then you've got the awards at the end, you know. And and a lot of people are there for BrewCon, and almost everyone hangs around for the awards. So it's quite a fun night to catch up with old friends and, and meet new people. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So for, for people that don't know and are potentially looking at getting into the like the industry, you know, with pink boots in mind, mm -hmm. what do they have to do to try and get one of these scholarships? Um, so the scholarship asks you for a couple of, um, I guess, a short criteria. It's what do you want to get out of attending the, the brew conference? Um, so for me, it was exactly what I just said about being um, the only brand ambassador for a small company that is trying to become a large company at a very fast pace and what I can go there to learn from that sales and marketing perspective. Um, and then also with the uh, sponsorship, what you're going to, I guess, pay it back or pay it forward. Mm -hmm. So for me, I actually um, joined up uh, Pink Boots and WA as a state coordinator. So I wasn't previously. And by doing that, working with two of the other girls, um, we've now got a calendar of events coming up. So we're a lot more engaging in WA than we ever have been before with events. And the, the events can be really simple things like a catch-up for a beer, which are fun. Mm. And they can be the International Women's Brew Day. We've done some fault finding. We're talking about doing a weekend in the Southwest coming up just to kind of strengthen our bond and go and visit some of the Southwest breweries that the Perth-based girls don't get to go and do. But then also the Southwest girls don't miss out because a lot of the females in brewing um, are based in the Southwest. I think um, Mel from Rocky Ridge was a recipient this year. Yep. So she's from the Southwest. So it's really cool that she got to go over. And then Bronte from Feral is in the Swan Valley, so CBD-based. So really cool to see that it's not just um, 
one person from each state. It really is based on your application. Yeah, and that was the that was the thing that we we're going over yeah. just just before actually was the fact that it's not just okay, there's one winner from each state, but it's it's all based on your merit. So there potentially could have been Definitely. four people yeah. from WA. So if you are interested, um, how can they get? Uh, in touch is it just look you guys up on socials yeah so um we're in a work in progress to get the australian website up and running to where it needs to be because pink boots is global it's started in the united states um so stay tuned on that one but the easiest way is uh pink boots wa uh, we update everything on there um there's a there's a social uh event calendar listed on there as well so all of our events are listed so you can come along um there some some of them are free some of them have a charge depending on what we're up to yeah but um, it's open to anyone that's a part of our industry like i said you don't have to be a brewer you can be the salesperson the marketing person you can be a grain farmer you can um be a hop farmer uh you can uh do salination plants for the water that is being used in a brewery as long as you're contributing to the brewing industry you are welcome to join that's awesome and female Yes, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see Tim just starting to yeah. type furiously. Like, I'm going to go to You know, because this industry at the best of times is the best industry, but I mean, to have that support network uh, around you, especially being a, a smaller represented section, mm-hmm. I think that's terrific um, that you guys have that uh, operating really strongly in WA and Australia wide. Uh, I think that's really terrific. Yeah, I think it's great. I think you'd be surprised how many females there are in our industry as well. When we get together, I think we had just shy of 30 women turn up to the brew day. Yeah, and wow. that was probably about 15 more than I was expecting, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mate. That, that's awesome. So what, what yeah. beer did you guys do for that? Uh, so we had some awesome brainstorming. Yeah. Um, we tried to keep it somewhat female-inspired. And um, we had this awesome idea of doing... Um, something a little bit, uh, I guess, girly as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, fruit in season were peaches at the time, a lot of stone fruits. So we oh, went with uh, oh peaches boy. and then from there we were like, what can we do with peaches? And peaches and cream came up and a couple of different ideas. Um, we ended up going with like an Earl Grey tea. So um, we made it a little bit less stringent, added the Earl Grey tea in there and did a peach iced tea, amber ale wow yeah and then um little creatures were amazing so they hosted us down at the brew house and we put the keg on as a karma keg so it was yeah. um open to anyone so friends and family of all the pink boots members and, and general public um we only got one keg of about 40 45 liters and we sold it within like 40 minutes and raised 760 dollars oh wow, that's I awesome that's so magic. sick yeah because I, I remember seeing that oh. on social media and it sold out so quick yeah, some of like, the oh. girls that brewed were a bit disappointed they actually missed out on tasting, but we just oh. had no idea oh, yeah. that um, we would have so much support from friends coming down to try it. But um, even people that were like, oh, what's going on over here? Oh, beer. Oh, you girls made it. Oh, fantastic. Oh, come up. Oh, pay- Sweet. Here's 10 bucks for half a pint. Yeah. Not bad at no, all. That's wow, that's, no, that's awesome. awesome. So yeah. I, I presume you've got plenty more of those uh, up and coming then after that success. So it's usually International Women's Day every year. So right. that's the 8th of March or, or thereabouts. There's a there's a brew on at the moment over in Sydney as well, There isn't is because all the girls are together. Yeah. Yes, I'm very good. <laughs> Bit of FOMO <laughs> right now. 
Yeah. Uh, it wasn't, I had the name and it's escaped me now. Uh, Wayward, Wayward Brewing. Wayward Brewing. Yeah. yeah. I saw the uh, the news crew were down there as well getting some footage. Oh, man. That would be. Which is awesome for Pink Boots. Well, hopefully, because it looked like exactly. it was on the on their standard kit. So, hopefully, there's going to be quite a few kegs of that flying around because it'd be awesome to get some of them over here in WA. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Wayward do some great beers. So, Whoa. I'll be keeping an eye out for that. I know. Which... Sadly, because it is wayward, means that we're not going to see any. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this, please send us some shit. Yeah, please. Please. <laughs> uh, so just to backtrack a little bit on your progression then, what, mm. you know, given that it is fairly male dominated, or at least it was in the past, mm-hmm. uh, what got you into the industry to begin with? Um, I started uh, at 18 years old, or just, just shy of 18, I think I was, at Gage Roads as yep. a receptionist. Um, I was straight out of school. I wanted to help kids get into, into work or make good career decisions. Um, and I was working for a government body doing, um, apprenticeship, um, recruitment and government for a 17 year old girl is very gray. It's very, it's very dull. I think for any (laughs) age or sexuality, it's going to be gray. Yeah, it it wasn't for me, so I kept an eye out and this role came up and I applied for it and I just, I got it. And um, during my time at Gage Roads, I learned to appreciate beer for more than just uh, drinking. Um, the process really interested me and the, the, the crew there at the time when I was there um, and a lot of people you would know these days who have gone on to other breweries, mm. they were very, um, they were very, I guess I'm willing to give their time to teach me as a young person. It's quite hard to get someone to be that engaged to teaching you something, you know, not a lot about. Um, so I learned how to, I learned a lot about the packaging line. And at one stage I worked on the packaging line there helping out. And I kind of gained respect for a very small team of brewers that were doing not only the brewing process, but the packaging as well. Um, I mean, as, as a kid, I used to help dad with his homebrew. I call it slave labor because I was six years old drinking my teaspoon of sugar and dad reckons like my hands would like be clamping down on the capper. My feet would be off the ground using my body weight to try and cap it. Don't Um, touch the inside of that bottle. Oh, oh, gosh. Washing bottles was like how I spent my Saturdays on the daily. Oh, man. Slave labor. Dad says work experience though because that's what he reckons got me the job at Gage. Yeah, Yeah, I think he can claim that now. Unfortunately (laughs) for you, yeah. Yeah, I've said it publicly too now. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that means yeah, every week cartons are going to be rocking up. Like, yep, you owe me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That and those dance lessons. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and then from after after Gage, I um, I left the craft industry and went and worked for a, a large corporate um, in uh, FMCG still, um, and decided again that my heart was in craft, so I kept an eye out for the right job. It took me a little while to find one that I thought was right for me and then Colonial popped up and I think um, we both just kind of clicked and it, it worked. And here I am, two, just gone two years later. Which well, is awesome. Awesome. Happy anniversary. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. Sponsored content. Hey, Brendan, did you know the Dutch Trading Co has been voted number one craft beer venue in Australia by Beer and Brewer magazine? I didn't. How did they win that? I have no idea, because they're heaps tops. Do you think it's because of their modern gastropub food? Probably. Do you think it's because of their 300 bottle beer selection? Are they rarely seen in Australia? They are. Oh my God. Do you think it's because of their 22 taps? 
Dude, definitely. Do you think it's because of their pinball? I'll tip my trilby to that. Dutch Trading Co. 243 Albany Highway, Victoria Park. See you there. Dutch Trading Co. Uh-huh. Uh, I've really liked what Colonial have been doing lately too. Uh, you guys have been putting out some absolutely banging limited releases. Yes. Um, we're drinking one of them right now, which is the Porter. Mm. We are, yeah. Oh, man. So it is that a winter seasonal? Because I've had it at the brewery a while ago, I think. You have had it at the brewery a while ago. So the portfolio has gone through a little bit of change. Yeah. Um, so it used to be a beer we had all year round. Um, the problem with that, though, was that in WA, we are subject to some amazing summer weather that hits 40, 44 degrees. And unfortunately, porters just don't sell during that time of year. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Oh, bizarre. I know. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm looking, I'm maybe. looking at you right now. <laughs> Baltic like, porter, yeah. barrel aged. Yeah. You just but have we, like a little shot of maple syrup on the side. Like, <laughs> just add it in. You're like, Are you at least standing in the cool room? Or? No, no. Sweat no. streaming down his face. It's just yeah. like... I'm all about that flavour profile, so. <laughs> You're just the Guy Fieri of Baltic Porter. I'm going to go down to Flavortown. Yeah, I need the haircut like now. Like sweating Porter. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so we, we made a decision to make um, a handful of the beers become seasonals. So just as the Porter didn't do overly well during summertime, we thought that we could change up a little bit by reducing the availability of these beers, creating a little bit more demand for them, Mm. um, which has certainly worked. Um, So the porter is now a seasonal based on actual seasonality. So we're not going to be following a calendar month of what tells us winter should be. Um, We'll go based on the weather. I mean, our seasons here have been... They've been shot now for years. Yeah, they're pushed out by like a month. Apart from from what today, today it rained. Today was winter. Heavily. But, I mean, I went for a run out in the hills, albeit very, very sadly, and it was like <laughs> 20-odd degrees and mm. not a cloud in the sky. Yep. It's crazy. I think um, off the back of that as well with the seasons being so out is that you saw us launch the Southwest Sour in January, late January. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to, to date, we're still selling Southwest Sour. Mm. Um, we have just decided that Southwest Sour will become core range. Because wow. it is still selling. Whoa. Yeah. So that's pretty big news for us. Um, we originally had planned maybe three three tanks. That was kind of the idea. Sell three tanks. Um, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll run out. Yep. Perfect. I think we've done like 10 tanks now. What, what's I'm not tank? surprised. Uh, 10,000. Sorry. That is three 10,000 litre tanks. Mm, that is insane. 30,000 litres. Yeah. Don't forget we are now distributing nationally. So um, that yeah. is not all staying in WA. They're made yeah. in the southwest. Yeah. Um, so going over to the east coast as well. Um, and and you, you all know that Melbourne has more than one season a day. So they're exactly. still selling. Sells. Yeah. Such That's a good awesome. beer too. But how I'm, great I'm is it going to be for festival season coming up um, springtime? Oh, we'll still have Southwest Sour available. And please tell me you're going to do yeah. Ryan Gosling again. That's great. Oh, I don't know about the Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I saw somebody, somebody that I think might now be working with me have that fucking jacket, the drive jacket. Oh, we we got a handful made. I will. Uh, apparently, he lives close to me now. So, that jacket's mine. Unless <laughs> <laughs> he's going stalker mode. Yeah, we got a handful made. Oh, That's, man. Um, I love that someone bought them. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> that beer up. Ryan goes a sling as well as the um, the gin infused IPA that you guys did. Recently. Oh, the Crosby Stills and Mash. Oh boy, 
those two seasonals have been absolutely I have a feeling killer, there are two kegs of that floating around that are Ooh. yet to be tapped. So wow. Yet to be tapped I, or I never yet to be bought. And not? can I place an order? No, as in <laughs> someone, so they, are, they are in someone's hot little hands. Um, the venue and I think maybe retailer have not yet tapped them in their stores and venues. I like how you said I'm venue or retailer. So that <laughs> opens it out to all these many more people. Maybe it's one of each. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Uh, another one that I think did really well for you guys was Inquest. I was a big fan of that. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> oh, no shit. Well, it was 11.7% Imperial Stout. I think you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Can but, you spell BDB? Uh, uh, they, oh, they're not quite your initials. Yeah, it's close enough. Um, oh, is there any plans for that one to come back in any form? All I can say for now is stay tuned. Okay, fair enough. I believe that's a yes. Out. I'm going to say that's a yes. <laughs> it's definitely a yes. You hear, heard it here first. Yeah, heard it here first. Why are you going? still going for these sound bites? You're making <laughs> it seem like those like clickbait articles on Facebook. <laughs> I'm just excited. <laughs> yeah. I would like to Can see you believe she's back. with him? Click here. Yeah, no, I'm clickbait. No. I'm You're clickbait. the one He's that excited. said you watch fucking hottest one. What was it? 100%, 100% hotter. Yeah. Mate, watch an episode. Still don't quite understand what it is. They they turn real shit people into slightly less shit people. So I'm just in my head, I'm picturing. Think of it like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, but instead of like having like, you know, three dudes there that are like impeccably dressed, there's three tragics trying to fix another tragic. I'm seriously thinking like Beauty and the Geek right now. I don't know what that is. Nah, it's not like that. I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, you, you touched on you guys are doing national distribution now. We um, are. You guys have two breweries operating. Yeah. So out in Port Melbourne as well? We do, yes. Port Melbourne's a couple of years old now, which is the old Matilda Bay uh, brewing site. I was a bit bummed. I wanted to get over there during Good Beer Week because you had the golf set up we do there. we still have the golf set oh, up sick. yeah let's go back yeah is yeah, it, yeah let's, let's, let's what are we doing <laughs> red eye yeah oh. let's do it we can be be back by this time tomorrow we are 10 minutes away from the airport yeah. right now <laughs> actually at the moment if we were in melbourne i believe the rubens are playing there tonight whoa oh, damn let's all right You've sold, <laughs> me. You've sold me. Although, I don't but know. That'd be anyone... already on by now. Yeah, yeah I think they'd be playing probably around now. The best yeah. part, though, I don't know if anyone saw recently, but there was a guy that went to a Peking Duck show um, over, I'm pretty sure it was over East recently, and edited the Wikipedia page to say that he was actually a member of their family <laughs> and then got into the green room afterwards and drank booze with them all night. Oh, that's that's so cool. If we got yeah. on a flight now and someone could edit Wikipedia that, fast yeah. enough. <laughs> We go hang out with the Rubens. Well, you don't have to because we could just go with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you tell us that? That's before? not how I meant it. I was going to say, oh, man, don't drop the mic, but drop the mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that wasn't how that intended to come out. <laughs> I've only edited one Wikipedia page and it didn't go anywhere near as well as that. I tried to change the Margaret River Wine Region Wikipedia page to stuff all about beer. Had that go, nerd. Brendan? It went. It didn't stay on there for long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah massive nerd. <laughs> oh wow! And nowhere near as cool, but whatever. Yeah. So I mean, you've hinted at Inquest uh, making a comeback, and we're going to call it. Uh, anything else on the on the horizon? <laughs> You're I the mean, pushiest fucker, right? What? It's true. She said it. She alluded to it. Maybe I said no such thing. Exactly. Watch this space. That's enough. Anyway. Other stuff. I feel like that deserves a mic drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what else is on the horizon for Colonial? Uh, right now, focusing on the, the Porter. 
Um, The sales are doing really well on that. So getting that around to more people, getting more hot little hands. Um, I actually actually don't know. I know we have a few plans for some some more limited release beers coming up. What they are at this stage, I'm not too sure. The focus will be based on uh, produce. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple of ideas of some contacts with hop farms, um, procuring some small amounts of hop farms that, um, have small batches or yeah, quite limited you guys did, product. You did the emergence of Astra before. We did. We did the emergence of Astra. Then with yeah. the Pioneer, we got that. I was going to say um, the Pioneer, you had the, yeah. uh, the, uh, code name hops, YCH yeah. something, something. Yeah. Like and then we also had the, uh, the Crosby Stills and Mash also had the Crosby hop farm, uh, Hop featured in that as well, the Idaho 7. So oh, I sick. think more along yeah. those lines. Yeah. Ash is super creative and the, and the team. So uh, I have no doubt there's going to be some epic beers coming out of Margaret River and Port Melbourne. Yeah, I'm pretty keen. Given given your track record lately, I am super excited. About How great coming. that they're more frequent now. Which is good. Mm. I think the whole industry has kind of stepped that up as well. Uh, yeah. I think there was a time when just releasing a, a seasonal, yeah. you know, tied to the calendar was yep. enough uh, and that doesn't cut it. Not anymore. Days. Craft beers changed so much. I yep. think we've, um, our consumer has such a greater expectation of limited releases. Like yeah. you put limited releases on anything and the desire for that beer just goes through the roof. Yeah, I'm yep. one of them. Which is why we need to have Beer Suck shirt that just says limited release on the front. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. You and then another one that just has an underline of limited release. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll have we'll just have, you know, we can wear ones that say core. <laughs> core range. Yeah. I think you turned a real good idea into a semi-okay one. But uh, I love that. And we could make guest tap shirts. We could just wear core and the, they right, could wear guest Oh no, because I would wear the guest tap shirt. Oh, yes. oh. all right. We'll look we're, into it. We're air high-fiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't high-five Tim because he hits so fucking hard. What's an air high-five? How much can it hurt? Gotta give crispy oh, fans, Oh, no, no, man. the real one. He's like the Todd from Scrubs. He really tries to... Uh, Did anyone see PR Girl Plus BR at the main liquor winter beer fest with her bruised hand from a high five? What? Oh, I wasn't really? even there. Yeah, yeah so for those of you, you listening in the car, if you kind of look at your thumb and that yeah. muscle underneath that goes down your side of your hand was just purple. From a high five. From a high five. I was like, wow. did he? Did you high five Evander Holyfield? I, do, I don't <laughs> yeah. remember who it was. Mike Tyson. There was this big a big fuffle like, going on and it was like, get ice. I'm like, well, we're at a, we've got ice oh, everywhere. Wow. Like, what's going on? Her hand is just purple. Who was it? Whoa. No idea. I, don't, I think it was just a punter. Really? Oh. So it wasn't at the lock-in? It was like during? Pre, pre-lock-in. Pre-lock-in. Wow. Well, the hands seem pretty fine. Taking videos of me dancing like a twat. Oh, all night. they, did, they were they were great. That was some of the greatest footage ever caught. <laughs> oh, seeing uh, Will from Feral doing the dirty dancing. That was spectacular. That was immense. I liked it. Oh yeah. It's quite funny because just the week before I'd been to a girlfriend's birthday party, that was um, No One Puts Baby in the Corner themed. <laughs> so I've been watching a lot of people doing that and. Epic fails. Yeah. Oh man, there's so many face I'm plants su- and concussions. Well, that's why like, I was surprised. I, I was surprised that there wasn't a, a face plant in that. Like they somehow managed to save it right at the last minute. Mm. 
And then finally on their third attempt, it was up and away. But who was the poor bastard that had to like try and lift 20 people before he finally got one that actually could do it? Don't know. He was pretty jacked though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually they're the guys that are there and you can just see like the veins pulsing out of their neck like, I'll fucking do it. You're the like, guys that are yeah. dropping pre-workout into their beer. Oh, no. There's a, reason, <laughs> there's a reason why Jack's 3D was banned, and that's not because people were testing for fucking well, meth. Well, I can see from your arms that you were taking Jack. Oh, oh <laughs> I'm so jacked. He was taking Jap, Jacked Slim. I ruined that joke. <laughs> yeah. You just said I was taking Jack Slim. <laughs> Both apply. That's terrible. Oh, man. Oh, mate. Oh. I know. I have a body like cottage cheese. <laughs> slimming and everybody loves it. Oh, that was nice. Is, is cottage cheese really slimming? I don't fucking know. <laughs> just go with it, just, it, would you? It just looks like take a bunch of white yeah. yeah, how hard is it? Just take the uh, compliment, man. The thumb muscle, by the way, is called the abductor pollicis brevis. There you go, everybody. Let's really? just stick to thumb muscle. Brevis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah. Let's just say the palm. Awesome. Wow. Look, I think we'll uh, wrap it up then. Um, thank you for coming on, Margs. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Thanks, mate. No, not a problem at all. It's really good. Uh, and we're going to look out for some of these more limiteds coming from Colonial. Can't wait oh, to see yes. the limiteds from Colonial. Can't wait to see more from Pink Boots. Yes. Um, if there's anything you want Beer Sucks to get involved with, just give us a, a hoy. We'll keep yeah. you posted. Like I said, the events aren't always female only, so you guys are more than welcome yeah, to come exactly. down and support. Sick. Awesome. We'd love to. Definitely. So if you're in the industry and you haven't you haven't joined Pink Boots yet, reach out. The gang will be more than welcome to have you on. Yeah. And Jump a, on. And are a lady. So if you're one of our one female listeners, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Dr. Tim. <laughs> Cut that one. You idiot. Cut that. <laughs> nah, we'll right. leave it. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you soon. Thank Bye. You. I'm sorry that you're just going. You're a dog cock, eh? Why is it called a dog act? Dogs are the best thing. Nah, nah, not when you're doing shit like that. Then you're just a dog act. All right. Um, but that doesn't make sense. Shut the fuck up. We're trying to do an ad. <laughs> go, go. Don't let me interrupt you. This, this is why it usually works because Tim's gone home by the time we do this. Does make it easier, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. You're in my home. I know. I've gone home. Go home. Okay. In your doghouse. Would you like the details up on a screen in front of you? No. Uh, So it's uh, Indian Ocean. Oh, yeah. Indian Ocean. You know who's going. (laughs) I fucking barely, I barely (laughs) even know, man.